Welcome to Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs, the podcast for busy and high-performing entrepreneurs and leaders who are looking to create more energy and optimize their health while upgrading their brain and personal performance with precision. I am your host, Julian Hayes II. I've been involved with health and performance for over a decade. This podcast was created for the high performer who is unapologetically ambitious, the one who moves at a fast pace and operates with an edge, the one who wants to become superhuman. Nothing here is fluff, gimmicky, or feel good. I have little to no interest in simply helping you improve your life. I want to help transform it. By listening to this podcast, expect to have a body that feels just as good as it looks. Expect to possess a swagger and style that gives off an infectious vibe. Expect to command a stage or any boardroom you walk into with your executive presence. And lastly, expect to become your most enhanced self so you can live a limitless life. Now, let's get to the show. I'm your host, Julian Hayes II, back at it again with another fascinating entrepreneur, another superhuman entrepreneur. Uh, he is all about the mindset. He's, he has an awesome story. I, through happen chance, got connected with him, and I had to make it happen when I heard his story. He's a founder of three businesses. He's a dadpreneur. He's the host of Commit First. And most importantly, he is mindful and ruthless. All of these at the same time, bottled up in one thing. I am here with none other than Sagi Schreiber. How's it going, man? Oh, man. Thank you so much for this intro. It's great to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, man. I um, Like I said, um, shout out to Ethan for putting this on Definitely. my radar. He he mentioned that. He's like, man, you got to get CD on. I, I think you would love his story. And I was like, okay, we got to make it happen. So I think <laughs> awesome. I listened to I think I looked into it maybe like 15 minutes. And I was like, that's enough. That's all I needed to see. So um, <laughs> we got to start off by talking about 75 hard and for listeners out there who don't know what 75 hard is it's really a mental toughness event is what i really think of it um yes you'll get in shape from it but it's really about the mindset and so at the core of it it's doing two workouts a day for 45 minutes one's outside let's see no cheat meals no alcohol not even one cookie not one chip (laughs) um (laughs) 10 pages of reading a book and then a progress picture is at the boot camp version. Then there's other phases that you go on in the live heart program. So what got you started with 75 hard? Well, um, you know, I followed Andy for by the way, have you uh, completed 75 hard? Have you done, have you done it? So I did 75 hard, did the phase one. Oh, nice. I did the phase two and then I wow. fell short on phase three. Oh man. So you have to go back to, to, to square one. And so I got mad and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm starting back over. So I am on 75 hard. I'm on day 11 right now. No way. Wow. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm on day 11 now. And also wow. I got done with 75 hard, but then I listened to all these other people talk about the benefits they got out of it. Uh-huh. And I didn't necessarily feel that it was kind of easy for me. And so I don't uh-huh. think I really pushed myself hard enough with like working hmm. out. And stuff because I've already I've been working out most of my life, so oh, that okay. was easy. Two days is fine. 
but so this time I'm actually really pushing myself. So I got some marathon training going on as well, including oh, wow. this now. So nice. I, it, it definitely feels different. So, wow. First of all, um, like, do you have kids? No, not yet. Okay. Okay. So you have, um, and well, you do have a business, so I guess it's, you know, it's not easy anyhow. I think for anybody, 75 hard would be a challenge that is, um, pretty hard time management wise. Uh, for me, I'm like, I think I'm the worst at time management ever. So, um, it was kind of at the beginning it was very heavy. Um, so, okay. How, how did I get into it was basically, um, I'm, first of all, got exposed to Andy Frasilla through the 10X conference of 2018 before he even came up with 75 Hard. Uh, that's when I started following him. Um, and I really was, uh, you know, it was funny because he was on stage in front of 9,000 people. And he's talking about, um, he's talking about um, integrity. And I was like, wow, this guy is talking like real shit right here. And, and he's like, I have this thing where uh, for me, I hate people that I, sorry, I don't hate people, but like I, I, I have a lot of criticism for people that say they are good people, but then they do stupid shit outside their life, you know? And like, for instance, people that don't stop and, uh, and for, um, for pedestrian side, like walks, you know, like for, for pedestrians when, when they should, or people that don't like, especially on the road, you see people doing some stupid shit, but you obviously most of them are good people, but then they would testify as good people. But you know what? You can't do stupid shit in the road. That's micro decisions and that, like, you know, that's a lack of integrity in your end. And, um, and when Andy Fasilla was on stage in front of 9,000 people, he's talking about, People that see a, a paper in the toilet and don't pick up the paper, you know, like, or, or like, he's like, yeah, you know what I did, everybody, before I came here, I went to take a leak and I was in the bathroom and you know, a piece of toilet paper was on the ground. What I did, I picked it up and threw it away. And you know what? I expect every one of my employees to do that as well. I'm like, whoa, all right, like this guy's, you know, <laughs> it's something different. Um, and, you know, that's when I started talking to him, like listening to him, sorry, and, um, and then when he came up with 75 Hard, I said, okay, this is some pretty intensive stuff right there. And uh, I didn't take it for a while until my, one of my buddies and, and mentors, Kelvin Wayman, he, he got me to start doing that as well. Um, and when I started, it was kind of taking the time out of my business and out of my um, family life and everything like that. And um, I, I was in the army and, you know, it was like, I told myself, oh, I already, you know, I already was in the military and I, you know, I, I shouldn't do this. I'm okay. Like I've already done things like this. Like I should quit. And then those feelings, that mind fuck was kind of like what got me to continue now. It's like, okay, Sagi, well, if you're telling yourself that, then that means you really need it. <laughs> um, and then I went on and, um, at day 25, I, I fell in the selfie. I just didn't take a selfie. I woke up the next day. I went to some workshop with my uh, employees and one of my employees, he's like, well, so yeah, I haven't seen your, your selfie and, you know, the progress pic on your Instagram. You usually share them on Instagram. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm sh I shared it. And he's like, no, you haven't. And I'm like, I'm checking my Instagram. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, then, and then I notified. And this week I, I, uh, I know I, I knew I had to go back to score one, you know, to day one. Um, that's when I told myself, you know what, you know, all these feelings about like me not needing this, it's kind of true. I'm not probably just going to stop right there. Uh, maybe I'll do my own 75 hard, you know, those feelings. Like I don't want 75 hard. 
Um, but I'm just, I'm not going to carry through with this. And, and then I called Kelvin that night um, and I told him, like, Kelvin, yo, man, like, I, I fell off 75 hard in the selfie. It's day 25. Listen, I've done 25 days of this. I, I get, I, I got it. You know, like, I know what this is now. And um, and now I'm pretty sure I, I can stop. You know, I can quit. It's okay. Like, I don't, I don't really need this. You know, I've been to the military. I've done martial arts most of my life. I don't really need to do this now. And he's like, Sagi, are you listening to yourself? I'm like, of course I am. And he's like, well, has it ever occurred to you that 75 hard might be a mirror? I'm like, go, go on. And he's, he's like, well, has it ever happened to you where, you know, you took care of the big stuff? Like in 75 hard, took care of two 45-minute workouts, one outside in the winter. That might be hard. But, but then again, you fell short on the small stuff. It's a small stuff that then created a big failure for you does that happen to you in business like holy shit you know um and then that's when i understood i need to i need to give it another shot and um and then i did yeah that's um you know you speak about the the little things that's kind of the i messed up a handful of times and it's always been the progress picture right because <laughs> I, I, I don't care to take pictures and uh, yeah. That's just, it's just something so easy. Right. So like, cause I, I kind of look forward to the workouts. Like I have one after this, like I'm going outside to run. Nice. I, I look forward to that. But then yeah. like the little stuff, that's, that's the thing that yeah. gets left out. And that's such a good point when I think about in life. And, and it's usually those little things that are stopping us from really taking it to the next level. Right. Right. And it's like, man, it's, you know, it's those little things and it's that fear of, even fear of doing some bigger things and uh, of the or the things that you know are right for you, um, like for instance the gallon of water. That thing is like I, I bet it's one hundred percent meant for you to just like fear the the need to pee everywhere. I, you know, it's like I, it's not the drinking that is a problem. It's the needing to to pee every fucking where. Like you like, and I remember myself. It's like on flights uh, during seventy five hard, and that was kind of hard. You know, like. Um, and and one time we were like um, at a, on the airplane and the plane was about to take off, but then there was a delay. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 we can't have any delays, you know, and you can't get up from your seat, but still there's a delay and you don't know when you will be the next time. And I'm like, I really have to pee. And <laughs> it was just like, it was crazy. It's like crazy situations you find yourself in. Um, but I think that's exactly the mental toughness that develops, you know, it's like, oh, really? I can hold off without paying for so long? <laughs> it's great. Um, or I, you know, yeah, you know what? I, I do need to take that selfie. So how can I, or how might I, and I start asking the right question, create a framework where the little things don't fuck me over. So for instance, how might I create a frame, how might I create a framework where the selfie will not make me fall off 75 hard? Well, here we go. I'll take a selfie twice a day in the morning and in the evening. That way, I, there's no way I'm missing a selfie. So you, you learn kind of like the things that you later can apply to life. And you can, you, you basically like also you're, you're so, you know, into it. Um, you, you know that. So, I mean, when the pandemic came, like I was just in such a mindset where I was just like in the middle of 75 hard. I was like, bring it on. You know, I was fully ready. Yeah. And I think, you know, I did my pandemic. I did my um, 75. I did one of the 75 hearts last year and, and it was during the pandemic. And 
It was yeah. it was a savior, I, I would say, just because it gave me something. It gave I had to get out and do something. Like you had to. Because yeah. I I hate the feeling of like if I'm tracking something and I see I didn't do it. I hate it I hate losing. I don't like mm-hmm. losing. I yeah. never have. I think I hate <laughs> losing more than I like winning. <laughs> I think I'm one of those people because I remember even as a little boy playing basketball and I didn't take losing well. It would just like bother me. So, um, so in that instance, luckily we have the app now. I use the app for the 75 hard and there's a reminder. Mm. And so I usually take it after, usually since I run in the morning and lift yeah. in the evening. So after every run, that's when I go ahead and just take the picture. So now it okay. has become, it's become a habit to kind of help. What, what kind of exercises do you do now? So is it like running twice a, twice a day or what is it? No. So it's more of like a hybrid athlete. So I, um, so I do all my running. I do different running in the morning. Sometimes it's tempo runs. So like today I'll do a fart lick run. So it's like 45 minutes. And Wait, what does it mean? Um, a fart lick run. I think it's, I think it's a Swedish term. I think I might get this wrong. So listeners, if I totally mess that up, then pardon me, but I think it came from Sweden. So basically it's, you set a time limit. So I think today's workout is 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And in that, inside that 45 minutes, I have 10 rounds where I'm going to run pretty hard mm. for a minute. And then I'm going to keep a pace of, I forgot the time that's uh-huh. prescribed for me. And Got then it. I'll just run again. So it's stop and start, but I'm keep running. Yeah. Yeah. Just my effort changes. So I'll do that. Got and it. then um, sometimes it's um, shorter runs for tempo and then um i'll will i have some i have a boxing bag so i'll do some mm. boxing as well and then in the evening is when okay. i go lift okay got it wow nice nice um the thing i'm wondering like next time i'm into 75 hard it's going to be something like you know how to recover mm-hmm. uh that's something that i found was pretty much, I, I i because i dropped a lot of weight in my first go Right, you probably noticed that as well. Like, you drop a lot of weight. Um, so for me, actually, the I actually changed. Um, I I don't know if it's a good thing, but I actually it, it was apparently I fell at day forty five again after that. So I had a chance to to rethink. But um, but when I when I did, I took no days off. But one thing I did make is a commitment to actually gain weight instead of lose weight. Mm-hmm. So my, my I wanted to gain mass. And so I hired uh, both a trainer, like a personal trainer at the mm-hmm. gym, and and my brother is is one of the best sport nutritionists in Israel. So I hired him, um, and I said, okay, like treat me as a client. Let's let's do this. And he get, he took sent me to for some blood works and stuff like that, and he gave me a an, like some kind of nutrition in order and and with the personal trainer uh, at the gym in order to gain mass, and that actually worked. And finally, I stopped losing weight. Like a, you know. Uh, people started asking me, Sagi, are you okay? Are you sick or anything? I'm like, no, no, I just, I'm doing this thing. It's called 75 hard. You know, I'm just like, I, I, you know, a lot of people get into, into this to lose weight or something like that. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't because I didn't need to lose a lot of weight. But um, yeah, I lost too much. Yeah, I actually didn't. I actually, um, I it was a really stressful period beforehand before I started 75 hard. So I actually put on weight. So when I started 75 hard and just really got back to, dialed in with my fitness and stuff again i started at maybe 181 and now i'm one i'm almost 200 pounds now okay cool yeah so i i needed to 
I needed to put yeah. some weight on because yeah. people are, people were asking me, you, yeah. you know, you're you're looking a little thin for yeah. how we're typically used to seeing you. So um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of food, but it's a, but it's well worth it. But yeah. um, I'm curious about your origin story. So um, before we look at the present and everything, let's go to the past a little bit. So and I always like to ask this question. <laughs> so what are some things growing up? that um that you took with you as an adult that 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 shaped you into who you are today well um you know it's it's crazy because um so through the past uh i think four years in the past four years i've learned and developed more than i ever have in my entire lifetime i'm talking like i learned more than i learned in college together in in my all my years at high school and, and elementary school, middle school, everything, um, all my experience at work. And I had an amazing career uh, coming up as a designer. You know Fiverr.com probably? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I was – okay, cool. So I, I was the first designer at Fiverr um, in the actual company. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, I was the first designer there. Then I had my own startup. Then we got acquired by another company called Similar Web which is a very successful startup as well. And then uh, I became, a, again, the first designer there, and then design director, hired. I, I had a very successful career. I have very successful design blogs as well. Got connected with like all the best VPs and directors of design in Silicon Valley and flew out to San Francisco and New York for workshops. Like Everything was great. But I'm telling you, this is like nothing. Every before, um, like when I quit my day job and became an entrepreneur, and I know the show is like for busy entrepreneurs. Like it's when I left my day job and my like, you know, career in high tech in order to work on my blog back then full time. Um, that's when things got stuck. That's when I tried to monetize and I was like, okay, this is, I'm a business owner now. Like what, what does a real entrepreneur do? Well, a real entrepreneur, he needs to work, you know, his ass off. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was practicing martial arts my, most of my life. And I also have been um, wanting to try parkour and things that I kind of like gravit- I don't know, levitated towards. And also, I um, I had my I already had two kids back then and my wife. And um, I left my day job to be an entrepreneur for the lifestyle and freedom. Like that's you know that's what I wanted. More time with my kids, more time with my wife. Because when I worked at Similar Way, which is an amazing company, but still it's it's high tech, so you don't you know. You don't see them as often, you know, you finish work, you come back at like 7 p.m., you come back home and that's it. Like kids are already half asleep. Um, and um, and then I left that for the lifestyle. But what I found myself in the first year of business doing is grinding in order to monetize. Because, you know, when that first time came when I didn't have a salary to, t- to pull from my own company, that's when I felt it. That's when I felt, oh my God, like I cannot allow myself to not pull a salary for my own company. I had no savings. We just, we bought a house like a year before. Uh, my wife was not working. Also kind of like a decision that I helped her make. I said, she wanted to go back to study. I said, go back to study. I got us, you know, and, and I was like the main provider now at that time. And I was just like, I was not, and, and I went to this entrepreneur and he's, He's not, you know, I, he, he made millions and lost millions, like crazy entrepreneur guy. And he told me, one of my mentors, he told me, Sagi, you know what? You're at war right now. And what you have to do, you have to go to your wife and tell her, honey, what you should do, you should rob me, uh, you should rob my back and I'm going to war. 
Um, and that's what you should tell her. And I'm like, dude, that sounds wrong. I don't know. But he's like, yeah, that's what you should do. And I'm like, well, he's a real entrepreneur. I, you know, I want to be a real entrepreneur. It's probably what I should do. And, and that's what I did. I actually went to my wife and I told her, listen, honey, look, you know, I'm feeling like I'm at war right now. I need to monetize. So that means I'm not going to see a lot, you know, of you and the kids in the next couple of months. Uh, we haven't been able to pull a salary. So I really need to find a way to monetize. So I'm going to just work my ass off. And I did. And that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. What, what happened in the next six months after that was, one, I got into debt. I basically didn't, I wasn't able to monetize. The more I was grinding, it was the more I was like full gas and neutral. I did not work out at all, at fucking all. Now, the thing was, I had a, I had a business partner. And, um, and, um, and because I had a business partner, then he, and he was not working out as well. He was like grinding. And he was like, dude, you're, and, and I had this, like, I had this parkour lesson and it was like 4 p.m. Uh, in, in my hometown in Herzliya and we were working in Tel Aviv. So it was kind of like a half hour ride. And I'm like, dude, I need to leave one time a week at 3.30 to go to my parkour class. And I did that one time. And the next week he talked to me and he's like, Sagi, listen, it's not okay. Like we can't pull a salary out of our own company. You just can't go to practice right now. Like we need to dedicate all of our lives to this right now in order to make it work. And that sounded right, you know? And he's like, it's not fair that I am and you're not. Like, and I'm like, okay. So um, that's what I did. I didn't do any practice. I barely saw my kids, barely saw my wife, barely practiced at all, if, if any. And, um, and I worked my ass off and I was not making more money. It was just like miserable. At one point, I remember me being already in, uh, um, after wasting a loan of 100,000 Israeli shekels, which is the equivalent of about like 28K. Um, and um, that's before I found out I have another debt of about like uh, 20K from the IRS, which I didn't know about yet at the time. But it was just like me just uh, one day, like at the night, I was walking my dog outside. I have a field near my house and walking outside in the field with my dog. And I'm looking at the stars, I'm like, wow, beautiful sky. And I'm feeling like a fucking failure. I'm feeling like a failure to my wife, a failure to my kids, a failure to my community, a failure to my, to like all my clients, uh, to my business partner, to myself, you know? And I was just like, I'm trying to find a way to monetize. What's my next thing? What can I do tomorrow? What can I try now? And you know what? I just like, I felt so bad. I just broke down and cried. And, um, like one of the first times in my adult life that I actually am crying and, um, you know, crying for a couple of minutes and I'm like, finally just like saying to myself, well, Sagi, you can keep crying like that. The violence can play in the background and everything, but what are you fucking going to do about it? And that's when I asked myself that question, really a few minutes after that breakdown, I asked myself this question. When I asked the question, it's when the answers came. 
one of that was to, well, Sagi, you've been interviewing people on your podcast for so long. Go find a mentor and, and, and get him to help you. So I talked to, to a few entrepreneurs, very successful ones. One of them has been Calvin Wayman, the guy I told you about, which was, he, he just wrote a book called Fish Out of Water, an amazing book for entrepreneurs. I really recommend everyone to read it, Fish Out of Water by Calvin Wayman. Um, it, it's such an amazing book. And it's like it, it, all kinds of concepts that I never heard before, including how you talk to yourself, including like different things that we don't hear enough um, and his story was kind of like me. He was an entrepreneur, was not able to monetize, got a coach. The coach helped him and, and helped him build his business. And I'm like, well, th- if that works for him, why don't I hire Kelvin as a coach? So I reached out to this guy after I read his book. Um, I just messaged him on Messenger. Like, Kelvin, hey, man, uh, do you do any coaching or whatever? Anyways, from here to there, I flew him over to Israel. I'm from Israel, by the way. So I flew him over to Israel with um, thousands of dollars I didn't have because I was in debt like crazy. Um, and in two weeks, the credit card was due, so I knew I'm not gonna be able to even feed my family. It was that, like that serious. But I said, this is my last freaking chance. And I flew him over, he came to Israel um, for a VIP day, and we sat down at this office in Tel Aviv, very small office, just like, you know, it's kinda like you can see the, it was kinda, for me, it was, I remember like that it was kinda like foggy in the room because of the sun rays that came through the glass and everything was seeming foggy. I, I don't know, but I was like, maybe it's my mind. <laughs> but I was just like sitting there in the room, um, and Kelvin just walking around the table and I'm sitting down at the table. And he's like, all right, Segi, so what do you want to do? What's your vision? And I'm like, what's my what? He's like, what's your vision, man? You gotta have a vision. What do you want to achieve? in six months from now. Um, and then I said, well, I, you know, I never even thought about it that way. You're just trying to monetize them in the moment. And he's like, well, you need to have a vision. And we built the vision. Like, first of all, we started with some amazing meditation. He got me into like thinking of myself in 10 years. After that, we built a two-year vision. And ripping back from that is a six-month vision. I never thought about six-month increments, but it was pretty crazy. And then uh, I wrote three things down. And one of them was, um, one of them was, um, if I actually make it and I monetize, I have a monetary goal of making, uh, for me, it was, uh, 14K, 14K is 50,000 uh, Israeli shekels. Um, so I said 50K for me, Israeli shekels is more than I ever made ever in a month. So if six months from now, that's what I make a month. It's enough for me to feed my family. It's enough for me to live off of. So I, I will feel really amazing, like really. It was just like, it, it would be amazing to just make that in revenue. So 50K in revenue, Israeli shekels is 14K. Um, and then I know I made it. So the second thing I wrote down was, um, I'm gonna launch a community to help other entrepreneurs also build their vision and crush it and, and develop whatever it need, whatever they need to, to really get the right mindset in order to run a business. And, um, and that was the second item. The third item was, and that was, I don't know why even I had that idea. I was so low at that point, but you got me to think about my vision. I was just like, I'm going, if I make it, if I really make it, I'm going to be appeared on a podcast and a very popular podcast. And I wrote down two names of two, uh, entrepreneurs I've been following for years, Pat Flynn or JLD. Um, and Pat Flynn, they both have amazing podcasts. Do you, do you know Smart Passive Income and Entrepreneurs on Fire? Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Smart Passive Income is Pat Flynn's podcast. Entrepreneurs on Fire is like Johnny Dumas' podcast, JLD. 
And I wrote down the two names, like Pat Flynn or JLD on the paper. Those are the, like the main three things. Obviously, besides that, I put family time. I said, in six months from now, I'm going to have time with my kids, one-on-one, not just like, I'm going to have real time with my family and my wife, date nights, everything. I put it all down on a piece of paper. Um, and then we started working towards that like and, and building the plan and building monthly goals. And you know what? In one month, I got to 50K Israeli Sheikh. I got to, I made 55. I, holy shit, what just happened, you know? And in one month. And um, and when I did that, I, you know, I, I was like, okay, Sagi, like, you just made what you wanted to get done in six months. You, you did it in a month. What's next? So I wrote myself a check of 100,000 Israeli shekels, which is the equivalent amount of like nothing I ever heard anyone make before, like kind of like in my world for my friends or my family uh, in a month. And it's not that much. It's 28K, you know, in revenue, it's like nothing. But like thinking about back then, back then I, you know, I never even like have imagined, like been able to imagine me making that much a month. So I wrote that, I wrote down a check. Have you heard um, uh, Jim Carrey's story by any chance? I have, I have. Okay, awesome. So to anybody who hasn't heard, Jim Carrey came to Hollywood, um, I think in 1991 or something like that, he wrote himself a check. He came to Hollywood in the 80s. He was totally broke, nobody knew him. What he did is, first of all, he went every day up to the hills, sat on the trunk of his car and just imagined himself being a very successful actor and everybody wants to work with him in Hollywood. So that's one, visualization. Second thing he did, he actually, in 1991, he wrote a, a check for himself for $10 million and he put it, uh, he hung it on his wall um, on some board in his, in his apartment or something. And he hung it there and just let it sit there. He didn't touch it, didn't even look at it. Uh, but that check for $10 million said, acting services rendered and it was for Thanksgiving 1994. Just before Thanksgiving 1994, Ace Ventura, I think, was closed and he just signed Dumb and Dumber and he got $10 million just before that check was due. It was like crazy. And I was blown away by this story. It's just like an amazing story. How could, you know, what are the odds? So I said, what do I have to lose? I'll write myself a check, 100K, you know, Israeli shekel. It's not $10 million. I put it on the fridge in my house and uh, I just let it sit there. And uh, I, I wrote it for the first of the first 2018. That was five months after. Um, and um, so the first of the first 2018. And uh, here's what happened. Obviously, it was not all easy. I had to learn a lot about how to develop the right mindset, how to work with the law of attraction, not only the law of taking action, because we're all good. I, I bet everybody here is can say they're a hard worker, right? We all work hard. We all grind. Like we, we, we can do this. Um, we actually are doing this, like we all grind. But then the question is like, how do you work smart, not only hard? And um, and you can work hard, but also work smart, right? And then working smart has a lot to do with spirituality. And I really believe entrepreneurship is a spiritual journey. That's what I learned, you know, like I, I didn't know it before, but I came to understand it and experience it firsthand. Um, at the second of the first, 2018, uh, my wife's in the living room just uh, going over the accounting software for December. And I'm in the kitchen just fixing myself something to eat. And she's like, honey, you should come see this. I think there's a problem. There's a bug in the accounting software. And I'm like, what's the bug? What's what's wrong? And she's like, it seems you made over 100K 
in revenue in, in, in December 2017. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah you should check, check it out. And it's the second of the first 2008. I, I, I under, finally, at, at that moment, I just like had this like, oh my God, the check, the check. And I, I, I forgot it was there. I went and it was like covered by magnets. I'm, like, I'm removing the magnets. I'm snatching the check from the fridge and running to the living room and putting the check up against the screen. And I'm seeing my check, 100K. I'm seeing the screen, 100K. Like it was just out of this world. I have this picture. I wish I could share right now, but I have this, I have an actual picture of this. This, I said, I got to take a picture of this, like, you know, together. Um, and, and, um, it was just amazing, you know, it's like I really felt the first, you know, kind of like manifestation come to life. Um, that and, and that um, month, later, later that month, I launched my community. Uh, it was called at the beginning Mindful and Ruthless. And then I changed it with time to Commit First. Right now it's Commit First. Uh, it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, uh, an Instagram, like everywhere. And um, and um, it's it's just, you know, it's been a blessing and now the the craziest thing happened um in february uh 2018 when i was i just i flew out because i had i just like i i told myself i should treat myself for for this win and i bought myself a ticket to the 10x growth co- growth conference uh where i listened to any first and after that i uh traveled with with calvin calvin was there and we traveled together to uh to san diego to social media marketing world where i knew pat flynn is going to be and I told myself, I'm probably going to meet him in the hallway and get to shake his hand. That was actually like my goal. My goal was to put my face in front of his face just to shake his hand for him to get to know me. First phase, right? Like, you know, it was on my vision and, you know, it's going to, it needs to happen. Um, I said, even if he doesn't, you know, at least even if he doesn't see me and, and we don't even meet, fine. At least I, I know I got close to the proximity of Pat Flynn, you know, and um the day before the conference, the day before the conference, it was, um, I, I hear Pat Flynn's having a meetup in San Diego, in, in downtown San Diego, where we work. And um, I was like, oh my God, I got to be there. I'm going to check the tickets. But then I see the tickets were sold out. And the moment I said to myself, I'm not, there's no way, I am going to be there at that meetup. The moment I said to myself that, all of a sudden, boop, a Facebook message appears in one of the groups of social media marketing world. Hey, everybody, what's up? Someone writes, hey, everybody, what's up? I'm jet lagged. Who wants my ticket to the Pat Flynn meetup? I'm like, me, me. <laughs> this guy gives me the ticket. Um, and I, that night, I find myself walking toward, like, in, in the streets of San Diego. Um, it's like, he's an anonymous Israeli guy, <laughs> like, entrepreneur walking in the San Diego streets to, uh, to WeWork downtown San Diego. And I, uh, take the elevator up to the third floor. When I walk out the elevator, a line, a crazy line just to get into the meetup, fine. I, I'm, wait, I'm waiting there for like 15 minutes. I'm getting my badge and I'm walking inside my name tag. I'm walking inside the meetup. Um, it's packed. Like a whole floor is just packed with people. You just can't. I'm like, oh my God, even if Pat Flynn is here, there's no way for me to actually like get close to him. Then I see a line and I've, I'm starting to see a line form. Like, okay, okay. There's like a line here and I'm tracking the line. And tracking it, tracking it, tracking, tracking. Oh my God, Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn. See Pat Flynn at the end of the line. Um, and he's just like standing there. Everybody is taking a selfie with him, shaking his hand, talking to him. It was just like crazy. And I'm just like, I run up, I stand in line. I'm just like, I don't, I don't care what. I'm going to shake Pat Flynn's hand today. Um, but then I started thinking, how can I make him even remember me? 
While I'm thinking that, get this, I'm seeing another line. I'm like, what's this other line here? Because I know only one celeb is here. What's this other line? And I'm starting to track the other line. Like, okay, seeing people, seeing people, where is this leading to? And all of a sudden, in the same freaking space, is Jeldy. Jeldy, the two people that were on my list just about seven months ago are now in front of in front of my eyes, you know, within the same room. I didn't even know Jeldy is going to be here. Um, it was just crazy. Long story short, that night I stood in line. I met both of them. I managed to network with both of them in a way that they remembered me. Two weeks later, in the same week, I joined Pat Flynn's mastermind. I was selected 12 entrepreneurs from, from all of the hundreds of thousands of his list, especially the thousands that applied for the mastermind. Only he chose 12. One of them was me. I was the only one outside the US. Everybody was US based. And started, so joined his mastermind on the first call with, with Pat. He says, man, I got to get your story up on this podcast. So uh, let's, book, uh, let's book you on a podcast. And he didn't do it with anybody else in the mastermind yet, only me. So that week I got booked on Pat Flynn's podcast. And then the same week, um, also with Jaldi sends me an email. Hey buddy, um, how about we talk about this project? Like how about we, I want you to redesign part of my homepage. Um, so I got to redesign the top part of Jaldi's homepage, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And so, you know, just things happen, you know, and, and that's when I understood the power of manifestation. And that's when I, when I understood that and everything has been done, all the work that has been done up until then in order to create that success was with my lifestyle, was with my family, was with my time for my wife and my kids and everything that I didn't do before. And I, I, I just completely failed and didn't do anything. Like I was working out, I was with my family. I was like, you know, and, and, and I was crushing it in business. I understood that you can have it all. And when I understood that, I think that was the catalyst for change. And you ask, like, what was that moment? What is this thing that, you know, you learned across, you know, your journey? This is the thing that I learned. In that six-month or seven-month period, I learned that if you work hard, you can also work smart. And that miracles happen. And that you shouldn't give up any part of your lifestyle. Actually, on the contrary, in your vision sheet, you should have all of the things you want to achieve in all of your areas in life prioritized to the bit. So when you prioritize them, you have no way of falling short on any one of them. Because you know what? You will fall short on some of them. But it's okay if you fall short on the business side, unless not on your family side, because your family is prioritized above your, your business side or whatever it is you prioritize you know, on your list. So um, that's what I learned in those you know, seven months. And since then, I've been reapplying, reapplying, reapplying. And I just... Um, since then, before, you know, that was 14K month first, and then after, uh, sorry, 28K month. After that, I already had my 50K month, 100K month, you know, in revenue. Like, everything is just, like, obviously exponentially scaling from there. Um, and, yeah, and today, you know, we're just, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm teaching this, something, you know, also on my YouTube and, and to my community and talking to you about it. Like, it's, it's just, um, this is what fires me up. Yeah, that's, uh, man, a lot a lot went through my mind while listening to that. But um, a couple of things since it's been top of mind for me is that you said entrepreneurship is a spiritual journey. And mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm slowly 
conceptualizing this and understanding this because I tend to, I really relate when you say just grind, 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 just work, 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 because that's what I'm used to, you know, like athletics, playing sports, working out, you just grind, 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 and then the results happen. And it's not like that in, in business, really. And it's just weird to say to take a step back and actually think about other aspects of your life. Because I went in with the expectation of like, look, I'll sacrifice everything. I, you know, I want this goal. I want this business. I want to do this type of work. Whatever I got to do to get rid of, I'll do it. The only thing I won't sacrifice is my health. But other than mm-hmm. that, whatever else I got to do, you know, if I got to stay single yeah. for the next 20 years, whatever, I'm willing mm-hmm. to do it. And then I started speaking to more and more entrepreneurs way ahead of me. And the message was so different than just hustle <laughs> message that we get. Yeah. You know, what do you want out of life? What about your personal life, your family? I'm like, yeah. I don't know, dude. I was like, dude, I haven't thought about that. I just like want to make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I guess for, the question is for the entrepreneurs out there, because there's another thing I, I have um, circled here to back up with this is um, how do you recommend entrepreneurs start to get more in touch with seeing this as a spiritual journey instead of just like hustle, hustle, mm-hmm. hustle? Love it. Love the question. Great question, man. Um, so how do they get in touch with it? So here's, here's the first thing. First thing is, um, first thing is, like, you you don't have to get in touch with it. It gets in touch with you. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. we know entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the feelings will come. Feelings of overwhelm. Feelings of pure joy when you get a win. Feelings, you know, when you get that sale in, you get that new operation. You get whatever you need. Like, um, you can get either like very down or very high very quickly. Um, it's a roller coaster. Another thing is like, are you the one who loves, you know, to go to roller coasters or not? You know, and and, um, and the thing is this, you know, a couple of tips that I have is one, just be a big kid, you know, kids love roller coasters. Why? Just fucking fun. Just like, whee, you know, just enjoy, <laughs> right? But we don't get to do this. We, we worry too much. We worry about everything. Oh my God, this roller coaster. What if there's like no bottom to this roller coaster? What if like, you know, yes. like the high is going to high, but it's going to low. It's like after this high, probably will come in low. Like we, we worry too much. Um, well, yes, after highs, sometimes there'll be lows. Yes, lows, you know, but come on. But after every low comes a big high. And, 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 and this is the thing. So I think it's connects to so much to what 75 Heart has to give here because part of spirituality is mental toughness, I think. And um, I always see myself on the verge between like mindfulness and mental toughness because I'm kind of like, on one hand, I'm doing martial arts for so long. And I've been also to China doing Shaolin uh, with, with monks for a month in, in the mountains. And also I have been in the army as a fighter. And, and like, you know, I've done things that are warrior-like. Like on the other hand, I've been practicing meditation for so long and, and being part of the a Buddhist community um, that, you know, the, the spiritual aspects like mindfulness and mental toughness have to go together. Um, once you connect the two, you have no way of losing. Hmm. Right. So, um, I think just to, just to complete this is like, we, we tend to think maybe there's like just work out as an entrepreneur and that'll be enough. I think you should also meditate practice visualizations, practice meditations, 
I think you should do this as well because once you take care of your body, you have to take care of your mind. And some of the taking care of the mind happens while you work out. Obviously, for sure, you stretch yourself. You know, you develop that mindset. The, the spirit, you know, everything is great about working out. But I think that working out is the is the easy easy part. I think the really hard work is sitting fucking down, sitting still as an entrepreneur. You know, well, because we don't have patience. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you know, I, I think it's um, and I think it's also your personality. And so. I remember there would be clients and people in the past who are very good at just being, zen, you know, very zen and meditating. But then, like, it's a lot of resistance with doing physical work, like exercising. But then I'm like on the opposite spectrum where everything I love to do is go, 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 right. push myself to exhaustion. I would go yeah. box, go do whatever. But something like sitting down, meditating, visualizing is it's hard to do because I'm like, well, this is this, I don't see how this is getting me closer to my goal because yeah. like, you know, I got these things and I'm just sitting here <laughs> thinking about stuff. I need to go do something. Yeah. So, yeah, but, man, definitely. But yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I, and I have been more consistent with visualization because that is, you know, and attending to that world because um, every successful person that I've talked to now has mentioned these things. And at this point I'm a fool to not take their advice and listen to them because they obviously know something that I don't because uh, they are at a certain place that I'm trying to get to right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's, it's awesome that we get to talk to these kind of people. Right. And yeah. I understand like, I got, we, we've been talking about Mr. J um, yeah. that we both met through Ethan, like Mr. J is meditating every day. Like, and um, you know what, the, what is the first thing I did after 75 hard? What was it? The same day I finished 75 hard, I started a seven-day Vipassana retreat. Complete oh, wow. silence in north of Israel. Seven freaking days. And that was, those seven days were as hard as all the you know, time it took me to complete 75 hard. It was just like so hard. Um, and I think the mental toughness component, pushing yourself not to quit, all those things come into play when you have to now be in a position to not, you know, just sit down for hours, you know, hours and, you know, every day. And, um, and that's also physical exercises. It's, it's a physical thing as well. Sitting down, your back hurts. You're like, you start whining. You're like, this, you know, it's not getting any insights. What's going on? So patience, like everything like that. And I think as entrepreneurs, we need to, we need to balance. So it's balanced, right? Like I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they're like on the go, go, go mode. But then at the end of the day, they achieve a lot. But then you see a lot of them not being happy. Yeah. So what have they done? What have they done? And I'm looking at, uh, I won't mention some names, but I'm, I am seeing, you know, entrepreneurs that we follow, that I bet you follow as well, that I follow. And, and really lately, one of my uh, coaches, I've, I've, um, I have a bit, like an amazing life life coach as well, and she she's just amazing. She's the most grateful person you you ever met, and um, she told me, "Sagi, you either either do things out of love or you do things out of fear. Can you identify what people in your life are doing things out of which kind of?" And I'm like, "Wow, wow, where does I that got, lead you?" I got to think about that myself. Actually, that's yeah. a deep one. I yeah. got to write that down. 
once you know this right now, listen, and, and listen, once you, once you got this right now, it's like what happened to me. Because what happened, like our mind is such a, a beautiful machine learning software right now, it's going to just like evolve. Now you're going to start looking at, oh, wow, did I just act out of fear, or out of love? And this is actually, I think, changes your trajectory of happiness in life. Like, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs just don't get that. And, and they do things out of fear, out of scarcity, out of like, go, 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 get it, get it before it gets away from you. And you know what? You can achieve a lot. You can be a multimillionaire. You can be a billionaire, but you won't be happy. So are you going to sit at your deathbed and, and enjoy the deathbed? Or are you going to just like feel that you haven't done enough or you haven't lived your life the way you should have? Um, or you're not going to enjoy the experiences of life like you should. So that's what I'm, I'm all about. Like in this year, 2021 is all about um, happiness, you know, for mm -hmm. me as an entrepreneur and, um, yeah. And so the last, one of the last things here is, um, I heard you mentioning a book, uh, energy is Frederick Dodson. Mm -hmm. And right. I, I had to go look at the chart cause you were talking about the levels of energy and, and, and the score and everything. So, um, what, what got you, how'd you stumble upon that book? Um, that book came from me from my life coach. She told me about it. I just I just got it and now I'm gonna read yeah, it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's 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 great, man. Like, listen, I've been I've been so into manifestations. Um, I've been doubling down. Like, as an entrepreneur, they say double down on what works, right? I'm mm -hmm. I'm telling you, one hundred percent. One of my marketing strategies is manifestation, and a lot of people can call bullshit on that. But you know what? When I want a new client, I go and meditate. I'm not kidding. Like, you know, it's just manifestation for me is real, and um, and and I see it as one of my, the biggest strategies ever that I have in life and business. And I think we should all treat it that way because when you connect, like it, in levels of energy, everybody who hasn't heard about this book, it has like a chart from zero to 1000. And, and at the beginning, it's like the low le levels of energy. At the end, it's like um, the higher levels of energy. The way, by the way, that I got to asking even my coach about some kind of uh, book was at that, it was a day where we sat down. We, I'm, I'm part of this like Israeli entrepreneur mastermind. We called it the dadpreneurs. We, we're all dads and we're just like, we sat down one day to talk. And one of those guys, one of the guys there is, um, he's, he's already a multimillionaire and he's sitting down. He's like, yeah, I just rented my house. We wanted to move to Tel Aviv. So I rented my house in Rishpon. It's like a beautiful, uh, area. Like, and, 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 and he had a beautiful house there and he rented the house. And I'm like, hey, how, how much how much did you rent the house for? And then he told me the number. And this is like a number completely out of my mind for anything rent-wise. It's like, wait a second, you're saying someone is paying you that much for for rent? Like someone can actually pay rent that much every month. It's more than I have to feed all of my family of three children right now and all of my expenses right now together just for rent. And he, he can play that every single month. So I'm like, and he's like, yeah, for, for sure. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So at that, and then I went with another friend and we kind of like, we, we separated and I started with one of the other friends in the mastermind and we walked. I remember like walking by the, by the, um, like by the, by the sea over there. And, uh, and we're just like looking at the ocean and we're, we're like, wait, that's not like, well, I was like thinking about what just happened. And it was like, what, what we just talked about, like, you know what? I told him, I told my friend, I think, you know what? Like some people are operating on different levels than others, at different frequencies. I mean, we are all humans. We both have like 24 seven and 
we, we both, we all grind. All of an entrepreneurs, we grind. But some people get to higher frequencies in life. Some people will never hit those frequencies. How can we learn more about these frequencies? That's what I think we need to ask ourselves. Same day I had a talk with my coach. I told her about that and she's like, oh, you need to read this book, Levels of Energy. And I'm like, oh, boom, exactly. So Levels of Energy is like the frequencies people operate on. Some people never even reach the next level of frequency. And some people learn this scale and try to move up the scale of energy. And I really believe like this is, it, it just makes sense with everything I'm seeing, all my mentors, everything like, you know, that people that we've been following, I guess it will make so much sense to you as well. Like it's, you know, it's just kind of true. Some people are there like 50 to 100. That's the level where they don't even have personal development. They just survive, right? Um, some people are from their hundreds. They understand they need to push back in the system. So at 100 to 150 is pushing back in the system. Um, some people are like, uh, they're pushing back, you know, on life. They're like, oh, okay, life is hitting me, so I will hit back. Fine. So they fight back in life. They, but then there's like anger, there's resentment, like stuff like that, which is not healthy as well. At about 200, people start to find kind of like, oh, actually, it's pretty cool. I'm going into this thing called personal development. And personal development wars opened up to them. From now on, it's coaches, masterminds, uh, different uh, courses, whatever it is, to get things done. They're building their career. They're finding passions. They are trying to now work with the system. Um, but And they're in get shit done mode until like 400, 450, 500, whatever, where you start attracting things to you. And then when you start attracting things to you, already the 600s is a place where people feel they barely work, but everything comes to them. And that's the manifestation, that's the power of attraction. And, um, and it's also uh, all the things you've done up until that part in, in your time, you probably already built businesses, you probably already built a lot of things, and then now money comes to you, you build processes in place, everything is now being attracted to you, success is being attracted to you because you started the cycle. So we're like a 500, 600, you're already, already, already there, like really generating success out of pure manifestation, not too much work. You have a lot of freedom. Uh, and then 700 up to the thousand is like already some kind of Buddha, which most people on earth are not. So, um, and you know, it doesn't even have to be about business, but it's just about, you know, the levels of energy, right? So, um, I'm trying to learn how to, you know, how to go up that ladder into, into my, I think, 400s, 500s, I don't know where I'm at at the moment, but it's just kind of um, going towards that. Yeah, that's, that's it's highly interesting. Like I said, I, you know, I, I read my first 10 pages of it and it was, I was just like, wow, this is, <laughs> I guess this is exactly what I need now. It's not about tactics and strategy. I think I, I have that. I think that's just fine, but I think there's something else that's just missing now. And like I said, it's been showing up a lot in my life to get more into this manifestation, to get more into nice. it, this frequency. So this is a great way to, um, in, you know, this discussion here, um, it's a lot to chew on. This has been a highly, highly, highly enjoyable conversation here. And, um, so where can listeners keep up with more, uh, of your latest adventures? Awesome. So first of all, thank you so much, Julian, for inviting me over. It was amazing to share this with you and, and your audience. Uh, would appreciate it. And, uh, all of your time for anybody who's listened. Um, and so you can find me, First of all, at the podcast, Commit First is also a podcast. I also interview amazing people and amazing entrepreneurs. 
Um, and um, Julian, you should also come on, and uh, we should talk about seventy five hard and all the phases and 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 you know <laughs> optimal too. health for busy entrepreneurs. Let's talk about uh-huh. it as well. Um, but besides that, um, you can f- so you can find the podcast anywhere: uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that. Play to search "Commit First" with Sagi Schreiber, and you'll find me. Um, or you can find the YouTube channel where I also share videos sharing my insights, um, like pure YouTube. Um, so search Commit First on YouTube. You'll find it there. Also, the full episodes from the podcast and video format are there. And uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Sagi Schreiber. Just feel free to come and, and, and find me. And if you want the exact uh, framework, which I use to build my vision, I have like this spreadsheet template. If you want that exact framework, all you have to do is DM me the word vision, and I'll send it to you free. Awesome to hear. And I will have all this in the show notes. And as always, listeners out there, stay awesome, be limitless, and as always, go be superhuman. Peace.